of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. From the time of our origins, human beings have been dreaming about living in an ideal world, in an ideal community. The biblical stories of the Garden of Eden, the Exodus saga of escaping Egypt into new possibilities in the Promised Land, the people's long anticipation of the arrival of the Messiah to liberate everyone, These ideas of all people living in harmony with God and one another are certainly something that humans have always aspired to, but find it very difficult to achieve. Ideal communities are hard to create, if not impossible. In the Renaissance, Thomas More set out on another attempt at this ideal by writing his famous book, Utopia. George Orwell tried to modernize those concepts to visualize what an ideal society might look like when in the year 1949, he wrote the novel 1984. Now, a few years earlier than that, in 1945, the United Nations was established with the hope of achieving a lasting, peaceful, united society, a whole and restored community where there was an end to poverty and warfare and famine and disease. Even Walt Disney, with his introduction of It's a Small World at the 1964 World's Fair, envisioned a place where everyone could find their true home, their true community. Movies also have explored this theme. More recently, about 20 years ago, M. Night Shyamalan in his 2004 thriller, The Village, explores this idea of creating an ideal community. And the movie ultimately questions whether it's possible to achieve that at all. And last year's Everything Everywhere All at Once also raised questions for us about life and the search for an ideal world, but the film ultimately concludes that family, love, and finding joy in one's life is what really matters. And here we are on this All Saints Sunday, celebrating a baptism of Margaret Taylor Karsten, celebrating with her family, and celebrating all of the saints of God, past, present, and yet to come. This Christian tradition of recognizing saints began, excuse me, the Christian church began recognizing and regarding the faithful as saints of God with the idea that every single one of us learns about what God is like from one another. More formally, the church sought to canonize saints so that people could be seen as examples of how to figure out how to live a life of following Jesus in the most faithful way possible. The church wanted to help guide people into understanding a bit more about the kingdom of God, that realm of the beloved community that Jesus preaches about all the time, but nobody seems to understand. So the church began showing the multitude of saints throughout the ages as an example of how we can collectively take our own gifts, our own particularities, our own talents, 
and how we can take our authentically lived lives and we can all be part of this beloved community that Jesus regularly calls the kingdom of God. A reality that because of Jesus is here and now for all of us. But here's where we get hung up. So many people we know, and we may be one of them, live much of our lives thinking that we aren't included in this great multitude of saints. Quite often, people respond with words saying like, oh, I don't, I don't really have anything to offer, or I'm not worthy, or I don't, live in a per- I don't live a perfect life, so how on earth could I be worthy to fit in? And then we get stuck. We start going down a rabbit hole of thought that tells us somehow that we just aren't good enough or that we've made too many mistakes for God to really love us as much as God loves all those other saints of God. And that's a shame, because today's readings paint a very different picture of saints than what maybe traditionally we're used to seeing. The reading from Revelation takes us to the very end of time. And the story has the writer looking upon a great multitude, a crowd so big it's impossible to count. And then there's this elder guiding the writer, and this person explains that all of these things that are being seen, or all these people that are there, are everyone that has ever lived. And that they're now surrounding the throne of God, where God provides for all their needs, wipes away every tear from their eyes, and is bringing them into the fullest community of belonging and fellowship with God and one another that they have ever known. But notice the word, the word that the elder uses to describe the people. They are the ones who have come out of the great ordeal. They're people who have been through a time of trial and finally have arrived here. And what their ordeals in their lives have ultimately brought them is not destruction, but blessing, harmony, peace, love for all time. And then we have this passage that we offer in Matthew's gospel today. We call these sayings of Jesus the Beatitudes. We hear Jesus preach to a great crowd around the Sea of Galilee, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, and so on and so forth. These are key teachings of Jesus, but we seem to miss out on something about them. They're not only about people in first century Galilee. They're actually about us and all our journey of living. Nobody's life is easy. No one escapes grief and mourning. We are not always in positions of power. And sometimes we encounter a lot more conflict than we do peace. But in this lesson from Jesus, when he's teaching, he uses this very interesting word that we translate as blessed. The Greek word is makarios, makarios. And it actually means something more. It means something almost like Happy are you who are poor in spirit. That's kind of a connotation. But it also kind of means like something like this. Affirmed and empowered are you who are meek. Or even something more bold. Fabulous are you who are peacemakers. You hear what I'm getting at? 
Jesus is preaching this to everyone who will listen in such a way for them to be able to see how they can find some aspect of their lives in him. His teaching these Beatitudes is a way for people to relate to the fact that no matter how unlucky or how unfortunate we think our life might be, this gospel reminds us that God not only understands whatever it is we're going through, but that God intends to raise you, to empower you, to include you, to incorporate you, to invite you, and to love you into a better reality for all time. No one is staying in a place of poverty or grief or powerlessness. Everyone is being incorporated into the greatest gathering that humankind has ever known. The great community known as the communion of saints, the fellowship of all believers, the kingdom of God, all of us, everybody. So today when we say prayers for Margaret's baptism... And when we read the names aloud of those who have died, we're not only praying for all to be included in this great beloved community that Jesus keeps assembling from the beginning of time, we are also making promises to be those who bless others, to be those who empower others, to be those who pledge to journey alongside others in this life so that we can see how much God is doing for all of us, how much God loves us together. We journey through this life as the saints of God. We journey and we rely on the saints from the past to show us pointers of what we might consider doing or where we might consider going next. And then we pray in gratitude for all the saints to come as well, that our lives might be an example for them. We are blessed today to recognize that we are never alone. The saints of God are together forming that ideal community that all of humankind has wanted since its very beginning. We are the blessers of this day and age. We are the empowerers of our time. We lift up the lowly, and in our ministry and in our life together, we see each other as living saints, the people of God, the people who God is making us to be. And through our prayers and recognition of this today, we will leave this place with a new resolve to see how empowered we actually are, to be the saints of God for a world that needs a whole lot more peace, mercy, grace, and love. That ideal that was set up originally in the story of the Garden of Eden expands into a great gathering of peace and never-ending praise. We are people called to be the gatherers, to be the gatherers and live into being part of this great gathering. We're the saints of God. And together with Jesus, we journey onwards, blessing and empowering, lifting up, affirming, recognizing that all of us have a responsibility to be saints of God in this day and age so that God's great gathering can stop at nothing until every person who has ever lived is included. So, go, bless, 
affirm, lift up, empower, help God create the real ideal community, the beloved community, the kingdom of God. Go and be a saint.